So this is going to bring this. This might segment segment into the meat of this ro- conversational romance podcast, which I want to be joy over pain. Right, it's something that came up over the weekend, and I want to focus on joy all week. I need to do better at this and teasing at the beginning, but I want to focus. Right, it's not a train wreck waiting to happen. I think it's an album waiting to happen. Right? Yeah, we're working on that. So that brings me to the the, the discussion that I want to have that came up over the weekend. A good friend of mine reached out to me. We had a nice little opening chat. Hey, how you doing? Good. It's beautiful Sunday morning. I'm all stretch and love and happiness and joy, 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 joy. Then I talked to a friend of mine. She was miserable. She was mad about this. I'm like, whoa. I said, let's talk about the anger and the pain later. I might have been that uh, diplomatic. What was there? Listen, let's do that later. Right now, I'm in a really good mood, and I don't, I don't want to be pulled down. So, that got me thinking. Do humans prefer to share joy, or do they prefer to share pain? There has to be a study on that, right? And there is. There's a bunch of studies. So, I spent, I spent a lot of time yesterday reading that. I love reading that shit, right? I couldn't find a podcast related to it, but I will. I'll work on it. So, are we sharing joy or pain? Which one do we like to do? And there's some studies about it. And the studies, every study that I pulled up and started to read, and the scanning, yeah, is a good thing. Yeah, Jamelia, but that's not the normal. And the reason that we do, the re- so the normal is people pretend, people tend to share troubles more than they do triumphs. So troubles versus triumphs. Let's, let's, let's step into troubles versus triumphs, right? Why in the world would we share troubles and not our triumphs? We're not coming. Troubles versus triumphs. T's and T's, right? Who doesn't love Tata and the T-T? Troubles versus triumphs. This is my process. Right? So... What uh, according to the social networks uh, study group out of some university somewhere, they said that number one, we should we tend to share troubles because we relate to people more on a trouble level than we do a joy level. Chrissy D or TikTok has come up something that she's always jumping to the conclusions like just like Sit back, you to enjoy the ride and get there. Are you afraid? Are you afraid we're not going to get to where you want to go, man? And yes, the number one reason we don't share triumphs is because in the past we said, "Hey, look at me! I did so good. Look at that sign. That's beautiful sign. It's crooked, Jeff." And you got nails in the walls instead of thumbtacks. And it's not, you can't, the, the thing's not big enough. And that's not the right color. And it could be better. And where's the thing? And where's that? Is that what you're talking about, Gracie Over on TikTok. Yeah. 
But the interesting thing, if you read past the headlines on some of these things, the interesting thing about it is, and so ends my interaction. So we interact with that person, I hope. Not me. Or God just finally pissed you off too. Yeah. So Valina over on TikTok says that people tend to uh, be jealous, and that's why they tear you down. Yeah, it is. But the real thing about the, the troubles versus the triumphs is that, apparently, that's how we gauge who we want to hang around with. Right? So when we're in a relationship with somebody, and something affects us, this is the part I think is cool, surely. When something affects us negatively, and even if we don't understand maybe that it's a negative affection that we have or affliction that we have, they, we share that with people that we care about and with people that we trust with our feelings because we want to see how they react to it. It's not because necessarily we want to bring that other person down, which is what I thought my friend was trying to do. I thought my friend sorry friend but i thought my friend was saying hey i'm having a great day but this bitch would piss me off i wanted to piss you off too it's not they want validation people share pain because they they're unsure of how to process it i'm sorry what'd you say about something about people it's validation that's what we need that's our community and <clears throat> they they say that we do it more on social media than we do in personal interactions. We do it more on the phone than we do in person because it's a little uncomfortable to look at somebody's eyes when we make them purposely uncomfortable. So it's something that's become more prominent with social media and phone calls. Let's face it. We're still toddlers. We just, we just want validation. When we get troubled and we get scared when something hurts us, we want to run to a safe place. Yeah, it's surely saying all that it helps to deal with next time. Yeah, it does. But it's the same, but it's all the same purpose, right? Whether it helps to deal next time or it helps to shape how we, how we behave to external stressors, it is validation from our, from our humans that we seek on every level. Well, some of us are braver than others, Roxanne. It's always nice to have a, a safe place to run to, though, right? Yeah. We were there. Oh, was there. We gotta go back. We gotta go back and stay for a few days and radiate. And sit there in that red rock and until about there since for a while. Ain't nothing like waking up in the morning, open up, and just getting pounded first thing in the morning by red rock vibrations. So that was my little venture into joy yesterday. Joy versus pain. Joy, pump it up, pump it up, and pain. Sunshine. Define brave, though, Felina. Melina says she's not very brave. Hey, Amy, at 96, how are you? Find brave. Maybe maybe brave is just getting out of bed when you when your heart is hurting. Right? 
Maybe Brave is saying hi to somebody at work when you want to kill them. <laughs> Maybe Brave is... Brave is for you what Brave is for you. You don't have to... You don't have to run into burning buildings. You don't have to fight a war. You don't have to fight crime. You can fight for punctuation if you want to. That's a brave cause. You don't have to do any of those things to be brave. Sometimes just you just have to be just walking outside is a is a, is a fucking huge accomplishment. It takes takes courage, bravery, and resilience. Yeah, be really brave can be seeing the truth in the situation. Brave can be finally shadowing your your true self and, and knowing who you were in people's past. Owning it, no matter what their story is, you're comfortable with who you were. That's a lot of shadow. Yeah, but you still do it, really, because you're brave. That's the point. Don't discount the little things that we do. Getting out of bed, brushing the teeth, taking a shower. Those are accomplishments every day. But you realize that that's self-care. That's taking care of yourself. That's putting your best foot forward. That is brave. You're going to be just fine. So, as the week continues, let's let's expand on joy. Let's expand on trouble versus trouble. Let's, uh, I'll, I'll get into it. I've got some great articles here. I'll get into more tomorrow while we don't share our trends. I do want to talk about, I want to continue just to talk a little bit about our week of choosing joy versus misery and acknowledging that we need to have at least a 45 second joyful meditation every morning. I don't care if we do it while we're taking a poop, you know, while you're sitting there trying to decide, right? Well, is that a fart? I don't know, but I'm really glad that I have the moment to think about it. And I'm joyful that I have a safe place to do it. I'm thankful I have toilet paper on paper. No, I'm thankful that nobody's here to hear this conversation. Whatever it is, right? Just We have to be thankful about every day about something. And we have to be joyful. And there's a difference. And my favorite, so people ask me all the time, so how do you do, why do you do a joyful meditation and a thankful meditation? Why is that? How is that not the same thing? So well, my favorite way to put it is I'm really, really thankful to the universe or whatever it is that drew me to this location where I live today. Because I'm thankful that I have good neighbors. And I'm confident in that my no matter who moved here or who lived here, my neighbors would be good neighbors. They're good people, and they would be good neighbors to everybody. And so I'm very thankful that I got chosen to be here. But I'm joyful. I'm joyful that those neighbors are my friends. 
a, a good friend of mine, it's a safe friend of mine. We were having a discussion the other day. She started to tell me about a friend of hers that called her and really bummed her out. So my friend called and told me this story and she started telling me a story. And I said, wait a minute, I don't want to be a bad friend, but I don't want to hear negative shit right now. And I caught a lot of grief from that, from, from what I mentioned on TikTok. They said, you're not a very good friend. I said, are you sure? Are you sure I'm not a good friend? Because I said, hang on just a second. I'm not really ready to accept a bunch of negativity in my life right now at this particular time. I think that's... Is that not a good friend? Isn't that the best kind of friend? It's the... That's the kind of friend I want. That's why, that's why I told my friend that. And that's the key, right? If we relax our boundaries and, we all, and we're honest with our friends, yeah, because that's how I want my friend to treat me. I want my friend to say, stop, you're being negative. Let's get to the negativity later, but right now let's focus on the positive. That's what I want for my friends. That's why I did it. My, yeah, okay, everybody. Yeah, how does that make your friends feel? Did your did your friends run from you? Did they feel you were being disrespected, or did they thank you for the knowledge of your your emotion at the time? I think it's very important. And and if you're safe in that friendship to say that, then you know that you're going to either get to the negativity later, or guess what? Maybe we don't actually have to talk about the details of negativity. We just need to know that we were involved in a bunch of negative shit and we're letting it go, everybody. Woo. <laughs> I don't know. I could be just a dickhead. Probably. A little bit of open. All right. But now we have a direction to go anyway. So why do we focus on the, when we fo when we choose joy, it's one thing, but why, if we don't be careful, why do we choose, why do we call our friends to share the negative shit with them? Right now, we talked briefly, it was briefly yesterday, but mostly Monday, we talked about why we don't, we call our friends and share our joy. And we're just pretty sad. Most of us don't have friendships that we feel comfortable enough to share our joy because we're afraid if we share our joy, they're going to steal it from us. There they go. Oh, well, that's great. But my grandmother, well, she had, you know, we call, hey, you know what? I just got a hundred on this on this game. Really? Well, I just got 110. You suck. So motherfucker. That's the real simple version. That's basically it. Even if it's a really complicated version of why we suck, right? And yes, Teresa has hit it. Misery loves company. But that's actually not the science behind it. There is a little bit of science that I found behind this. And the reason that <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason that misery loves company is because we don't have enough coffee in our hands. Let me right back. Let me grab that coffee real quick. Remember, this commercial coffee break is brought to you by Not So Smart Airbrush. Their main sponsor is absolutely no one. You'd like to join that for a little bit when it's recording us. We feel pretty much out. So why do we choose? Why do we choose to call our friends and say, I just had this negative interaction? 
I want to share. And why do we most specifically today share more negativity than we have in the past? Number one reason we share negativity with our friends is because we want affirmation that we are reacting appropriately. Because we all have our shadows and not all of us. Now, I recognize my shadow as a dark, sick, twisted mofo, and I kind of like him for it, to tell you the truth. But a lot of us, when, we, when we're seeking external validation for our negative responses, it's because we want to make sure our shadow is not fucking with us. We want to make sure this isn't too harsh or this is too good. We want that part. We want, we want assurance. And the other part is we want to know that we're normal. And we, and we, we gauge a lot of people, we gauge, and this was really surprising to me, but our tribe, the one Tom, the people that we choose to hang around with, it appears that we gauge them more by how they react to negative responses than we do how they react to positive responses. Which, when I first read that, I was fast, I was like, really? I think I want to be around people that share joy the same way I do. And the answer is no. Misery loves company, right, Teresa? Yeah, that's what you said. And you're right. It's, we can all, who cares how we celebrate? We all celebrate in fantastical ways, right? But we pretty much gauge who we hang out with by we, how we suffer. So was I harsh with my friend when I said, hey, I'm not really ready to accept this negativity right now. Maybe. But I don't think so. And I hope my friend doesn't think so either because that's how I want my friend to treat me. Because sometimes I don't even know I'm being a negative dick or, you know, negative butthead. <laughs> hey, FCC, how you doing out there? Well, <laughs> we choose joy. And we choose our friends, however they respond to negative stimulus. All around the universe, everybody. Don't forget, thankful meditation every morning, joyful meditation every morning. There is a difference. But that's what you, if you can do that before you get out of bed, that's self-care, right? Yeah. I do that in some ways too. But 45 seconds of thankful meditation before you can get out of bed every morning. That's putting yourself first. And if you believe in religion or God or anything else, you believe, most likely believe that he, that, that religion resides in your heart. So if you want to put your God first, you have to put your heart first. So wake up, choose joy. In your heart. First. And then get pissed off at everybody in traffic. Fuck them. Have a good day, everybody. I love you. All right. So last week, for some reason or another, I woke up last week and I was just, 
that was touched with a message to focus on joy. So last week was about choosing joy. And I kind of know why, I think. I never know really why when something goes on. But what I've learned to do is I've learned to trust my gut. I've learned to trust my instinct. And I've learned to trust the universe. That it will, it will put on my heart what I need to focus on. I do have that shadow journal that you see all over TikTok. And it's good when you're stuck. But I haven't needed it lately, thank God. Right? I've been guided by my, I don't know, by my guides of some sort. Now that I know my guides. So... As I, as I laid on my couch yesterday, for most of the day, and hey, Joe, back again. As I laid on my couch and sat in my chair and I watched football, a lot of football and a lot of racing. Hey, Mama Bear, you sexy thing. A lot of football, a lot of racing, a lot of TV channel changing. The dog, we, I ran trip early, so the dog was sleeping on me. I thought about what was placed on my heart yesterday it was my freedom. And we all think we're free, right? We're in the United States, the greatest free nation on the planet. But I was really focused on my freedom from myself. My free my free brain, my free mind, my free heart. <laughs> I'm free from shame for the first time ever. Let me share it. Just don't tell me. I'm free from guilt. Right? <laughs> And yeah, I had to write this shit down because I get, I get lost in it, right? I'm free from the, oh, I'm free from everything. Hey, Julie. I'm free from feeling disgusted about myself. Don't know what that feels like. Do you know what it feels like to wake up next to somebody and wish that they would pay attention to you? And when they don't, wish that they would love you, when they wish that they would treat you like you're treating them, and when they don't, you wake up and you just go and stand in front of that mirror and you look at yourself and you go, I must be disgusted. I must not be worth the effort. <laughs> How many years did y'all spend like that? How many years did you do your hair? Did you do your makeup? And did you say, nobody, even this, this will barely even pass me for public use? Yeah, say it worth the thing that worthy. Have no value past what I can do for others. Hey, Tim, that's what I mean by the disgust, the guilt, right? 
And sometimes you don't even know what you feel guilty for, but you know that your partner is making you feel guilty. Right? And when you live in a constant no culture, right? You live in a culture where every time you walk in a room, you're you're feeling for what's going to happen. Because you know that you're responsible for it all. That's the guilt. That's the shame. That's the no culture. That's the, those are the tools, right? That people use to control us in the past. And and the first response is always anger. Yeah, Joe, this isn't comfortable, is it? I know you got to go. It's not, I don't want to hear it either, right? But this is what's placed on my heart. Because I laid there on the couch watching TV. Beautiful day outside, right? And I got the windows open, the doors open, I got my dogs laying in my crotch. I got food, I got snacks, I got drinks, I got internet, I got everything, man. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I not working? Why am I not cleaning up the backyard? What are the neighbors going to think if I don't get this done in time? Why is the yard not perfect? Right? (laughs) Then I started thinking, why the fuck do I care? (laughs) Who am I trying to please? It's such a bullshit lesson that is so hard to learn for me. Is it hard for you? Right? There's nobody in this house but me. If I can stand it, I should be happy. Right? How is that not should be the new golden rule? And the first person that walks in the house, he goes, you're out of here, man. It's like Major League Baseball. You get one shot. You're out of So, if you have any of this, if you have any, if you're familiar with any of these feelings I talk about, right? The shame and the guilt and the disgust and the, the living in that no culture and a no household where the, where the, First reaction to everything is anger. What? What'd you say? I said, I love you, baby. Oh, I love you too. But the first reaction to everything is anger. That's cortisol, baby. That's designed abuse. And that's silent treatment. Here's the thing about the silent treatment. They tell you that you're treating, that you're doing the, you're, tre- you're, you're being silent. You're not talking to me. You think you're punishing me with a silent treatment. And the whole time you're sitting there going, I apologize to you. I was waiting. You know, they're blamed. They blame you for the silent treatment. When you know that you've tried, they, you tried by walking through the kitchen. Going, hey, excuse me. That's an open, right? I don't need, I don't need to say that. I can go around the other way. It's an open, right? There's things, there's there's cues, there's social cues. But they blame you for the silent treatment. 
And you're sitting there going, it's called gaslighting if you don't know anything. But you're sitting there going, why the fuck am I, am I I'm not treating me? I'm not the silent treatment. I'm not doing that. I want to talk, but I'm not safe to talk. I'm telling you how to make me safe. But they convince you that you, and you know who I'm talking about, right? Are you familiar with who I'm talking about? Do you know any of these things I'm talking about? Do you feel any of these things? That's your ex-narcissist. I don't care if they were diagnosed or not, and they might not be a narcissist, but they were narcissist. They were have those are narcissistic behaviors for sure. They have zero empathy for you. They don't care how you feel, how they use it. Well, I'm not responsible for your feelings. And they're not responsible for your feelings, but you know what I mean. Are, we're responsible for the boundaries that we that they don't follow that we don't enforce. So that's what was put. So last week is weird. And this is why I'm thinking I was supposed to focus on joy last week. Is because this week was going to be a little bit more deeper work because not only am I focused on the joy and the fact that I no longer have people in my life that make that, that, that foster these feelings, right? That create doubt in my personal beliefs, my personal boundaries. Not only is that really cool, but I'm also no longer responsible for keeping the peace with anybody because everybody in my life is peaceful. Well, thanks, Jim. You know what I mean? I'm no longer in relationships where I am the peacekeeper. You know how freaking relaxing that is. Hello, FCCN. I made it that time. It's so relaxing not having to be on. Get out of here. Never work with dogs or children. You know better. Love you. But you can't be back here. There's too many electronics. You have a brand new bed right there. Memory foam bed, too. Oh. So all those feelings, right? Not only am I focused on the joy of being away from those feelings and being in healthy relationships, even though it's not a romantic thing. Now, the work is to figure out why I allowed those things and what, what were the triggers in me that accepted the silent treatment? What were the weaknesses in my past? What were the trauma behaviors in my past that allowed me to feel the shame? What part of my inner child is comfortable with guilt? Right? What part of my teenage Jeff is disgusted with himself? How do I allow my inner child to stop being the peacekeeper and be a kid? That's my work this week. So that's our work this week. If you haven't figured it out yet, the podcast, the TikTok, 
This is just my free therapy. <laughs> yes, I pay a therapist, but this is the free version. Mm. Yeah. So that is the work. Now that we are free of the narc abuse and the narc abusers in our lives, and now that we're able to see them more clearly when we meet people and know that we are going to have to deal with some narcissistic people in our everyday living, but now we know how to recognize them and we know how to keep them at a healthy, big and distant, fragile distance. Yeah. Great brick and chill like that. Yeah. Cut them out. All right. Don't forget. Conversation Romance Podcast, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Conversation Romance, or Jeff Johnson, and you will see it everywhere. Kazoon type Barbara Morala and all of them. Bye, guys. We'll see you later. All right, podcast. Thank you very much. I, am, I do have some guests lined up, but I do need guests, too. If any of the things we're talking about, especially this week on Dark and Goose, if you want to talk about any of those things, please call me. My number is on the website. Go to the website, conversationromance.com. It's on the very front. Call me. I might send you the voicemail, but I'll check the voicemail. Thank you. If you would uh, like to view the podcast, you can find it on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, RSS feed, anywhere you like. The Spotify is the video version. The rest of it is the audio. YouTube, I go by. Yes. <laughs>